Hey regulars, Charlie here. We all spend a lot of time thinking about what we eat, but what about what we drink? Well, our friends at Congan Water have an answer for you. When you call 800-494-8685 or visit Conwater, that's K-A-N-Water.com, you can learn more about the Congan Water machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Congan Water has been around for 50 years and has expanded into nine countries, which shows that they really do have the staying power to outlast all their competition. The Congan Water machine is the only real ionizer on the market. The rest, unfortunately, are nothing more than a mass produced water filter. While Kangen water is great for hydration, you can use it for all sorts of other health benefits, whether that be reducing acid reflux, migraine headaches, joint aches and pains, low energy, gout, and even muscle pain. Its antioxidants neutralize free radicals in your body and keep your immune system strong, while its alkaline properties balance the pH level of your body and keeps you healthy. If you drink a lot of energy drinks and have a very acidic diet, Kangen water is a must. You can even use the water for weight loss. There are weight loss plans that rely on Kangen's alkaline water exclusively, but even without a plan, the water will help help you lose weight. So if you're interested in improving your health and boosting your hydration, call 800-494-8685 or visit conwater.com. That's K-A-N-Water.com to learn all about the Kangen Water Machine and to check out their specials on air purifiers. Again, these deals will not last, so be sure to call and let them know that the regular Joe Show team sent you. Fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Without the cape, we're the superpowers. Not even a sidekick. Heck, we don't even have fancy gadgets. This is just Joe and his trusty microphone. Made in the USA. This is the regular Joe Show. Howdy there, Joe Giganti. You're going to Joe. Hour number three. Already, goodness gracious, the time flies by. We have the Weenie of the Week award to, to give. It is, of course, it's with a heavy heart. I know I always get picked on for these things, but, you know, you got to call it out for what it is. President Trump has recently said on actually several occasions that we need Republican leadership Republican candidates, Republican leadership, and rank-and-file Republicans that will fight harder and that will fight, that will be stronger, be tougher, and fight harder. He is a thousand percent correct. And that's illustrated this in this week's Weenie of the Week award winner. Now, they got their 15 minutes of fame on 60 Minutes. I'm sure that they are doing the apology tour so that they can be welcomed back into the country club Republican mix so they can start making big money again and feel good about themselves. But the question is, what what greater good does it really serve other than their own ambition? And I, I don't know, maybe that's okay. Maybe if they are only serving their own ambition, that's, that's now laudable. I, I don't know. It's hard for me to understand how and why they do these things. We'll get into that. Plus, the latest with electric vehicles. This will make you want to buy one. It is seven minutes after the hour, which means in Los Angeles, California, of course, 8.07 a.m. In Kiev, it is 6.07 p.m. And right now in Bali, Indonesia, 12.07 a.m. That is your new and improved Biden crime family time check, TM. The regular Joe Show brought to you, as it always is, at the top of each and every broadcast hour to make sure one can't possibly question the reality of the scum and villainy that is the Biden crime family. Those, just a small little sample of the many, many locations that they, DBA, do business as. 
Now, in the good news section of the show, welcome, by the way, Joe Giganti, your regular Joe, 888 I love the, uh, just looking at our text line, the, the meme that just came in from our certified top memer, Greg, it is a picture of, uh, I forget what the character's name was, uh, the, oh, he was the motivational speaker, what was it, uh. Saturday Live character. I'm blanking out on what what his his character name was, but <laughs> he always say, "For the love of God!" And uh, it's a picture of him talking to to Hickey Nailing. It says, "For the love of God, quit already! You lost." Uh, <laughs> that's a great meme. That mark that one for use as well. Uh, you can send your thoughts. What? Why is is Hickey Nailing holding a state of the campaign address at noon Eastern today? Where the will is there going to be any real news? Or is it just going to be more of the same? I mean, her talking points, by the way, are so tired at this point. You can literally... No, I know it's Chris Farley. I was trying to remember the Chris Farley character, though. Somebody texted him. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate it. No, I, I know the, the actor's Chris Farley, but there's a name for his motivational speaker. He had the plaid suit, you know, with the old black rim glasses, the, the thin tie. Because <laughs> he'd always, he'd always, like, squat down, you know, like, bend down... And, it was he was really a talented he was a very funny guy another one of those tragic situations uh other look it up on there maybe you can look it up look at the chris farley motivational speaker uh because i don't I, I can't recall the name of the character but that is it that is a beautiful mean uh that one thank you greg for sending it uh now under under the the rubric of good news you know we try to look at what things people have accomplished uh and in the case of joe biden now we have we have Elizabeth Warren that's going to, she's going to check off a list of all of his great, great uh, accomplishments. But I, this one was not in it. So I feel that in this good news section, of course, I should probably should mention it. In fairness to the Biden crime family and Joe Biden. This from justthenews.com. Resurgent Al-Qaeda training camps. Latest black eye from Biden Afghanistan withdrawal. Two re reports released just days apart from each other are providing stark new evidence of the lasting consequences of Brandon's bungled withdrawal from Afghanistan. The United Nations Analytical Support and Sanctions Monitoring Team, that's a long title, reported late last month that the terrorist group Al-Qaeda, uh, though weakened from its heyday in the early 2000s, <clears throat> has reconstituted as many as eight training camps in five religious training schools known as madrasas on Afghan soil under the Taliban's rule while also increasing its propaganda operations. While the UN report blamed the Taliban for its hosting of al-Qaeda, the Brandon administration continued to send massive humanitarian dollars to the Afghan regime, in many cases through the UN and global charities, according to a separate report from an American watchdog. John, uh, John Sofka, the U.S. Special Inspector General for Afghanistan's Reconstruction, reported a few days after the U.N. report was issued that the United States accounted for all but 300 million, because that's a small number, of the 2.9 billion in humanitarian aid sent to the Taliban since the withdrawal of American troops in August of 2021. Most of it, he noted, came in cash. $2.9 billion, mostly in cash. He said, quote, the U.S. is the largest international donor, having provided about $2.6 billion in funding 
for the UN, other PIOs, and NGOs operating in Afghanistan since August of 2021. More than $1.7 billion of that funding came from the state and the U.S. agency, meaning State Department, U.S. Agency for International Development, also known as U.S. Aid, to support humanitarian activities. Experts said the flow of cash to help the Taliban, while it allows al-Qaeda to flourish, sends a very dangerous message, you think? Former, former Deputy National Security Advisor Victoria Coates said recently, quote, America is the biggest funder of this thing, so the United States taxpayer is disproportionately on the hook paying for the activities rebuilding al-Qaeda. Makes you feel better. Yes, Matt Foley, thank you. Motivational speaker, Matt Foley, down by the yes, in a van down by the river. Anyway, so there you have it. The great accomplishment of the Biden administration is they are, we're not just securing Ukraine's border. We're not just trying to dump money into Taiwan. We are not distancing ourselves from our actual ally of Israel uh, with constant statements of two-state solutions and the need for ceasefires while pouring more gas and money onto the war in Ukraine. We are also helping to build al-Qaeda. So, for you on the left, feel your warm fuzzies about that. You're, you're pretty expert at that. Now, for the actual good news. GOP lawmaker introduces legislation to reimburse Texas for billions it's using to secure its border. Congressman Roger Williams, a Texas Republican in the United States House, introduced legislation to reimburse his home state for billions of dollars it spent to secure the southern border. Now, generally speaking, I'm not like, woohoo, let's spend more tax money. But this is a legitimate expense of the federal government that's being abused. And it should be paying for this. So I think it's a smart move. The legislation titled Operation Lone Star Reimbursement Act, which doesn't apparently spell an acronym, at least the best I can tell, because usually they tell you if there's an acronym. But there's no acronym with this one. Or you could call it ULZRA, because that's what, <laughs> that's what it does. would reimburse Texas almost $4 billion in expenses. <clears throat> this according to Fox News. Quote, the federal government is primarily responsible for securing the borders of the United States at and between ports of entry, the bill states. Due to the lack of action by the federal government, the state of Texas has been forced to continually appropriate funds to secure the southern border of the United States, end quote. If it passes, the Treasury Secretary would reimburse the state. I think it should pass, and I can recommend where we can get some of the money. Let's completely defund Planned Parenthood, which is three-quarters of a billion dollars, roughly, that the federal government is wasting money on. <clears throat> then you just got to come up with another $3 billion. But it's a good start. Take all the money away from the organization focused on taking the lives of innocent unborn children and, and secretly having your children mutilate themselves under the term of transgenderism, take that money away and let's give it to the state of Texas who's actually doing the work that it's supposed to be doing. Well, there you have it. Now, I mentioned everyone's favorite senator from Massachusetts. You know, the woman says, you want to have a beer? Let's have a beer. I'm going to have a beer. Remember that awkward video? So horrible. Such, such an awkward video. Hi, I'm here with my husband. Hi, husband. <laughs> Want to have a beer? Like, I'm not saying that like this is the first time I've ever asked that to you. 
but she was eminently relatable with her 1,032nd <clears throat> DNA that said that she's not actually indigenous, but either way. She was talking to Jonathan Edward Favreau, who's the host, or one of the hosts, of Crooked Media's Pod Save America, which, of course, is a takeoff of God Save America. It's Pod Save America. They're very clever on the left. She was asked a pretty simple, well, let's let him, he'll ask you. Basically, he wants to know, why is, why is everyone looking at the year, the, the, the Trump years, with such fondness on economics? In between the two of them, I mean, I think they really nail it. Cut one. Why do you think that people, uh, all these polls show, like a lot of voters look back on the Trump years and they think they didn't like a lot about it, but they think the economy was good in the Trump years. <laughs> and I know that like we weren't, I know, well, at the end, clearly. And then at the end when COVID happened and, you know, they, they figure, oh, well, COVID happened all around the world. And so, of course, the economy went south. But, you know, before that, Donald Trump was, uh, he was presiding over an okay economy. You know, again, I don't know. I, I can't explain. I can't explain polling. No, I mean, I, I yeah, can't. No, I, don't. I, I can't. And I can't explain how the narratives come to be. I also can't explain how sensitive are they. I'm going to now sound like the professor I used to be. How sensitive are they to the exact questions that get asked? Because you do get real differences in this. All I can do is do the look ahead. Mm -hmm. And the look ahead is going to be draw this contrast. So there you have it. She doesn't really know. None of it. It's not hard. It's because people had more money in their pocket because things cost significantly less and there was more abundance of the things people wanted to buy. It's not difficult, Elizabeth, but you're busy having a beer with your husband, the beer that's been chilling in your refrigerator for the past seven years when you were deciding whether to run for president. She wasn't done, though. She thinks there's a contrast. You have to see the contrast between Trump and Biden. I actually feel pretty good about what's coming up. And the reason I do is the contrast is so clear. Yes. Think about this. This is like the first time in almost forever, in our lifetime certainly, that two people are running for president, both of whom have actually been president. Mm -hmm. And so you can really get a not what are your highfalutin fancy promises. It's really what have you done? And here's where we go. Donald Trump has done, count them, two things, big ones, big ones, an extremist Supreme Court that overturned Roe versus Wade and a giant tax break that was mostly sucked up by millionaires, billionaires and giant corporations. Well, there she kind of makes it look a little nasty there. She seemed like she was being bipartisan. Well, he did two things, but they're all really bad and she can't understand it. She feels good, by the way. She may be the last Democrat in the United States of America that feels good about the contrast between Trump's America and Joe Biden's America. But then again, when you hear what she thinks Trump, uh, Biden's America looks like when we get back, that might explain it. Don't think she's living in reality like the rest of us. The Regular Joe Show.